It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Napa know-how. When you purchase a set of Napa brake pads and rotors, you get a discount code from Fanatics.com worth up to $50 towards your favorite sports gear. While Napa can't help your team reach the promised land, we can help make sure your car will because these brakes come with something no sports team does. Guaranteed performance. Great brakes, great price, great fan gear. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. Offer expires September 30th, 2017. You are Locked On Rams, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Rams, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hey, welcome to Locked On Rams. I am Travis Rogers. You can hear me on the Rams post-game show on ESPN LA 710 after each and every game. So you can find me there, ESPN LA, the ESPN app, all of that good stuff. And we are getting close to the start of the NFL football season. Actually starts tonight with Carolina and Denver in a Super Bowl rematch. But the Rams and the 49ers coming up, of course, Monday night and it's getting real, and this is a couple of things that I want to get to today. Let me remind you, subscribe, sign up, Locked on Rams, so you get it every single day. We're going to do this Monday through Friday. We're going to make sure that we keep you up to speed on everything that's going on on a daily basis, so make sure that you are always plugged in and ready to do that, and you'll be covered. Now, number two, here's what's coming up on the podcast. I want to spend more time, and again, this is going to be a topic all season long. This is probably something that we've already talked about three or four times and we'll probably talk about a couple of dozen times through the course of the regular season, and that's Jared Goff and where he is and what's going on. So we're going to start right there. I want to talk about the the action. This is a, the football is about to start, so the return to L.A. is going to be less of a story and the product on the field is going to be more of a story as well. I also want to talk a little bit about Will Hayes. He had an interesting quote talking about why he doesn't see any reason why this team can't win 10 or more games. I want to jump in on that as well because I think that is uh, a, a very ambitious win total for this team. Of course, we remember Jeff Fisher from early in the season. I'm not going to bleep and go seven and nine again I think that seven and nine is probably a very likely end point for this team this season we'll get to there and of course your tailgate tip at the end so make sure you stick around for the entire thing all right let's start with this let's start with Jared Goff and we all know that he is going to be inactive for week one and we've talked a lot about some of the other quarterbacks that have been drafted in the first round and what they have done during their rookie seasons in there is a very distinct delineation between the way that teams used to deal with first-round draft picks and the way that teams are currently dealing with first-round draft picks, and it's about a 10-year window. I'm going to give you the bad news first. I'm going to give you the bad news, and then there is slightly better news, and then there is genuinely good news, things that you say, oh, all right, so keep in mind, work your way through this. We're going to start with the worst, and it's going to get better as we go through it. Here's Here it is. Since 2008... There have been 21 quarterbacks drafted in the first round of the NFL. All right, 21 guys drafted in the first round since 08, so just a little bit less than a decade. Eight of those guys that were drafted in the first round did not start the first game of the season in which they were drafted. Eight of them. The situation that Jared Goff finds himself in right now. Jared Goff was a first-round draft pick. He will not start Monday night against the Rams. That's going to be Case Keenum. He is going to join the following guys that have also found themselves in that situation. This is a list that you really do not want to be on. You ready? Josh Freeman, 
out of football, was never really very good to begin with. Tim Tebow, who, as a matter of fact, today signed a new contract with the New York Mets. All right, so that'll tell you what you need to know about Tim Tebow's football career. Christian Ponder, also out of the NFL, perhaps better known as Samantha Ponder's husband at this point. Blaine Gabbert, who is the starting quarterback in San Francisco, but is widely considered a draft bust and probably the least effective starting quarterback in the NFL. Jake Locker, the West Coast version of Tim Tebow, also a massive disappointment. Teddy Bridgewater was the final pick of the NFL or the first round of the, the NFL draft the year that he came out. Teddy Bridgewater, I think if Jared Goff could become as good as Teddy Bridgewater and be on the same trajectory as Teddy Bridgewater, you feel pretty good about that. So you say, aha, Teddy Bridgewater, there's a name. He didn't start week one, didn't get the, the, the keys to the car, so to speak, coming out of the gate, and maybe that's the guy that you hang your hat on. Okay, fine. Johnny Manziel. <laughs> Johnny Manziel is, I'd have to go to the internet to double check this, but I'm not even entirely sure that Johnny Manziel is alive at this point, much less quarterbacking an NFL team. So Johnny Manziel, and then probably the best of the group is Blake Bortles, that if you are an NFL general manager, let's just say you're a fan of your team. If Blake Bortles is your quarterback, how do you feel about that? I think you'd probably feel pretty good. So of those eight guys, you have six, oh, hell no's, you have a Teddy Bridgewater, which is okay, that the absolute floor of success for Jared Goff would be to live up to the legend that is Teddy Bridgewater. And then you have Blake Bortles. All right, let's go to the next list. That's the really bad news, that Jared Goff finds himself in company with a list that includes Freeman, Tebow, Ponder, Gabbert, Lockhart, and Menzel. Okay, let's go to the next list. These are the other guys that have been drafted in the first round that were able to start the first game of the season. Again, this is something that Jared Goff was unable to do. This list has a much higher hit ratio than the other one. This list, Joe Flacco, Matt Ron- Joe Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco's your quarterback. Fine. We we don't need to go look for a new quarterback. Could you be better? Yeah. Look, if you had Tony Romo or Tom Brady or uh, Philip Rivers, yes, you, there there are better quarterbacks, but if you got Flacco, as we've seen, you can win with Joe Flacco. Matt Ryan, go ahead and replace Joe Flacco with Matt Ryan. Same thing. Mark Sanchez. Mark Sanchez has not had a great NFL career, but Mark Sanchez at least got off to a decent start. Matt Stafford, you'd be very happy with Matt Stafford. Sam Bradford hasn't happened for him. He's been nowhere in his NFL career, both is when he has been healthy and more to the point when he has been unable to play. Cam Newton, obviously, thumbs up. Brandon Whedon, bust. Ryan Tannehill, probably below the line, but whatever. Bob Griffin the third. Bob Griffin was a Bob Griffin was Mark Sanchez. Hey, this is pretty interesting. This is pretty good. Wow, he's a good leader. Wow, he's a good quarterback. Turns out Bob Griffin's already in a new city. Probably not the long-term answer in Cleveland with the Browns. So Bob Griffin is probably on the bus side of that. Andrew Luck, enough said, move on from there. EJ Manuel didn't work out. And then the last two, Marcus Mariota and Jameis Winston, both guys that if they're your quarterback of your team, you feel pretty good about that, right? So this is a list that's got 14 names on it, and of those 14 names, eight of them are pretty good. So well over 50%. This is the list that you want to be on because if you're able to start that week one, at least looking at this as the data, odds are, more often than not, you're going to grow in to be a somewhere between decent to very good to excellent NFL quarterback. 
The other list, you're talking one out of four, and those ones are probably C pluses, Cs. Okay, not the right list. So he's gotten off to the wrong start by modern standards. Now, here's where the very good news comes in. This is where the part of, of taking this guy, number one, if you take away the modern way of doing this, that you draft a guy, you throw him out there, and you hope that he sinks or swim. A number one pick, we got to get to, we got to start the clock, we got to see what we have, right? That's not how it was prior to to about 2007, 2008. From 2007, or excuse me, from 2000 to 2007, there were 21 quarterbacks drafted in the first round. Okay, only three of those 21 started for their rookie seasons. And here's where it gets really interesting. Here are some guys that did not start, despite being first-round draft picks, that have turned out to not just be good quarterbacks, but arguably some of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. These are guys that were allowed to sit and watch at the beginning of their rookie seasons and then ultimately got an opportunity to play either later in that first season or maybe, in some cases, several years down the road. Okay, Aaron Rodgers was a first-round pick that did not start the first game. How did that turn out? Pretty darn good. Now, I can hear it already. Yeah, but that was because Brett Favre was in his way, not Case Keenum. Yeah, fair enough. Like, I'm not crazy. I understand that Case Keenum isn't Brett Favre, but Aaron Rodgers waited and developed into a nice, nice quarterback, arguably the best one in the league right now. Carson Palmer backed up John Kitna at the beginning. Carson Palmer, if he's your quarterback and he's healthy, you're not going to do a lot better than him. Ben Roethlisberger falls into this group as well. Ben Roethlisberger might be the most underrated quarterback of the last 15 years because he's awesome. He's probably not the guy you want to knock on your door and say, hi, I'm here to take your sister out tonight. That's probably not what you want to see. But if he shows up and says, I'm here to quarterback your football team, I think you probably like that quite a bit. Phillip Rivers is another one of those guys that didn't start right away. Anybody be disappointed with Phillip Rivers as their quarterback? Nope. And lastly, Eli Manning. These guys turned out to be not just good players, but very, very good quarterbacks. So before you want to run into traffic because Jared Goff isn't going to be wearing a football uniform come Monday night, that he's going to be in a track suit, keep in mind that there have been other guys that didn't start week one that have turned out to be very, very good quarterbacks. And yes, I'm well aware that none of these guys were inactive for that first game. You ready for that list? You know the first-round quarterbacks? that did not even dress for those opening games. That list includes, well, now three, including Goff. You know who the other two were? This is not the list. you. This is going to make that list with Johnny Manziel and uh, Tim Tebow look like Brett Favre and John Elway. Jamarcus Russell and J.P. Lossman. <laughs> yeah, so the list now includes Jared Goff, Jamarcus Russell, and J.P. Lossman. And Russell was in a contract dispute, and Lossman was hurt. So not a great, not great company on that list as well. All right, now's a good time for me to remind you that as you get ready for the regular season, you're going to want to touch base with Vinny Iyer at Locked On Fantasy. You've got your daily fantasy. You've got your season-long fantasy, your sit, your start, all your information there. Vinny Iyer, Locked On Fantasy, and all things NFL. That's where Matt Williamson comes in, Locked On NFL with Matt Williamson. Check that out. My NBA guys, Anthony and Harrison's Locked On Lakers podcast is going to hook you up right there. 
Reminder, if you would like to be a part of this, if you want to get in early, this is a very good opportunity for you to touch Locked On Rams, to come and be a sponsor of this show. If you Look, if you're listening to this, other people are listening to this. And take in mind, when was the last time that you saw a new medium that was available that was growing like podcasting is that you could get in right now? And you're going you're gonna to run into people like yourself, guys, younger guys, technologically savvy guys. These are the people that you want to get in front of your business. Why don't you come and be a partner here on Locked on Rams? All right, so moving on. Here, Here's the upside, and we're going to stay with Jared Goff here for a second. Here is the upside. I, I do like this, and this is squinting pretty hard to find a silver lining in this, but here it is. That the Rams aren't forcing this, I think, is a positive. That Jeff Fisher and Les Snead could be thinking to themselves, hey, look, man, we have not been tearing up this league the last few years. We have not been going to the playoffs. We have not been winning more than we're losing. The clock is ticking loudly. We need to make sure that this Jared Goff pick works. We need to start this process sooner than later. Let's just run him out there. That we we can lie to everybody. We can say, oh no, yeah, it hasn't looked great, but you got to see him in practice. You got to see him in the film room. You got to see the way that he interacts with his teammates. They could tell us all of these lies and then just run Jared Goff out there and let him get killed. They're not. What they did, I think, took some courage. What they're doing, I think, takes some vision and something that's incredibly in short supply in the NFL, is some patience. They're saying, look, he's not ready. We're not sending a guy out there who's clearly not ready to play just because our butts are potentially on the line. We're going to go with Case Keenum. Now, it's it's a double-edged sword. They had to go with Keenum because if they didn't, that entire locker room would be looking at him like, say, what now we're doing? What? With who? That guy? Now? No. I don't, I don't, I don't like that. That would have been a problem for him. So they had their hand forced a little bit, but by putting him – on the inactive list, it allows them to be honest with him and with everyone else. Because while I'm sure he's not thrilled with the idea of not even getting to wear a uniform on Monday night, the idea of them saying, look, you are the guy for the long term. We're, this, we're all in with you. Just not right now. We need to wait. You need to get better. You need to start to understand the NFL game more completely before we can put you out there. It's going to happen. I do like that they aren't rushing this, that they're not going to kill his confidence or maybe even worse, kill him physically and just get the you-know-what kicked out of him early because he doesn't know what he's doing. That they're taking a slow approach to this. There is a silver lining to it. Look, it would have been better had he come into camp and torn it up and been the number one guy and come out and attack this season like, wow, we got a guy. If he looked like Cam Newton, that would be great. If he looked like Andrew Luck, that would be great. He doesn't. The fact of the matter is he doesn't, and that's going to take some time. But I'll give the Rams a little bit of credit for realizing that and not forcing the issue. I, I, I think that was was something. Okay, I, I really do because I think a lot of other teams would have tried to force you through that. I think I think where they made one of their big mistakes, I think one of the things that they did wrong was ever talking about him being the guy from the beginning. Here, here's the difference. Think about what the Eagles did with Carson Wentz. They had Sam Bradford. They drafted Carson Wentz number two. Clearly that Wentz is the future of that team. They had Chase Daniel as their backup, and they came into camp saying Wentz is our number three. Wentz is our number three. Wentz is our number three. He gets dinged. He has that rib injury. They sit him down. Hey, look, we got this, we got this, we got this, we got this. And then all of a sudden, bam, right before the season starts, he's come along so quickly, so dramatically, 
we traded Sam Bradford. He's going to be our number one. That's one of those, oh, wow, okay, well, here we go. The Eagles have no expectations. He has very limited expectations as a rookie player, and it wasn't anointed from the opening whistle from the draft that he was going to be the guy. The Rams screwed up, in quite honestly, by being honest, by saying, hey, look, this is a guy that could start for us on Monday night. Well, <laughs> that was probably optimism, enthusiasm, heart more than brain that came out of Jeff Fisher's mouth at that point. But they set themselves up to, we would like him to be the guy, and now all of a sudden he's the third guy. It feels like he's regressed dramatically as opposed to he's just not ready yet. He's not ready is terribly different than, ah, oh, he's a huge disappointment. He's not ready means, hey, all right, he's not ready yet. That guy can't play dead is really bad. And it feels like that, even though it's probably the former. All right, lastly, before we call it a day here on Locked on Rams, Will Hayes, William Hayes, he of the Mermaid and Dinosaur Conspiracy, said something interesting. I don't see why this team can't win 10-plus games. Well, I get it. You're an athlete. One of the things that athletes are extraordinary at doing in 20 years of doing this and talking with athletes and working with athletes, I think the thing that they are probably better at than every person on earth is compartmentalization. They're able to think about one thing at a time and not let any of the self-doubt or the what comes next that affects most of us, they're able to eliminate that. But the, to answer your question, Will, about why you don't see any reason this team can't win 10-plus games? Well, how about this? Case Keenum, Kenny Britt, Brian Quick, and Tavon Austin. How about that for a reason? Not on your side of the ball. Your offense lacks playmakers all over the place. That's why. Just very simply put, that's why you can't win 10 games. That's why you haven't won 10 games in God knows how long. The Rams haven't had a winning season since 2002. Third longest drought in the NFL. So that's why, Will. Mermaids don't exist. Dinosaurs were real. And there are many reasons why this team won't win 10 or more games. Now, they might, but there are plenty of reasons why they might not. All right, as far as your tailgate tip of the week, this is an easy one. This is an old one. This is one of those things that everybody goes, eh. But I dare you to put them out and not see them be gone before your tailgate's even really gotten set up, especially if you're doing something early in the morning. I dare you to throw a platter of deviled eggs out there and not see those things get consumed, right? Yolks, mayonnaise, mustard, a little whole grain mustard's not a bad idea in there. A little paprika on the top. Maybe if you're a jalapeno guy, a little sliced jalapeno in there. Bam, deviled eggs. Put a dozen eggs, makes 24 deviled eggs. You'll be happy. I promise. Maybe a little relish in there if you like it sweet. Me, I'm a savory guy, but you understand how that goes. All right, that is the latest edition of Locked on Rams. The season opens tonight. In Denver, Carolina and Denver, and the Rams, of course, Monday night in San Francisco against the 49ers. Can't get here fast enough. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org slash List. Hey, Locked On listeners, you already love our network of NFL shows, so why go anywhere else for the fantasy football information you need to know for the 2020 season? You just need to check out Locked On Fantasy Football, hosted by me, Vinny Iyer. 
We're counting down to the season by breaking down players and teams every day. It's no-nonsense, straight-to-the-point, smart fantasy football analysis that has only two goals in mind, helping you dominate your drafts and win your league championship. That's Locked On Fantasy Football, only on the Locked On Network. 